15, 32 degrees. Thanks for being here today. Let's talk money. Kelly Showstrom joins us each week. You can go to her website, kellyshowstrom.com, and you'll see in great big letters, ditch debt and live rich. And since March is National Credit Education Month, Kelly decided, yep, today we're going to be talking about ways to help improve your credit. Kelly, thanks for being here. Hello, Kelly. Thank you for having me. You know, first of all, I want people that are like under 40 to not feel bad if they don't have like a perfect 850 score, because it takes some time to build a score, right? Exactly. And remember, your credit score is just a gauge of how good or not you are at managing debt. And so if you haven't had a lot of debt previously, especially for really young folks, or you've never had a car payment, um, you bought it maybe in cash, or you haven't had student loans, you probably don't have very good credit. Um, and so that's why there's this, you know, balancing act of taking out credit to use credit to get good credit, but then also to not have too much credit where you maybe take on debt or you're in over your head, you're not paying off your balance in full every month. So it's a little bit um, of a game, but it is something that having good credit can always be helpful. And it's a good tool to have on your side. Um, it doesn't mean you have to take out any debt, but it just means that if you're in a pickle or if you are going to buy that house, you probably get a better rate than somebody that has um, worse credit than you. So we always want to make sure that we have pretty good credit, but we don't want to risk you know, our well-being to get good credit, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. And sometimes people think, you know, I like to pay th for things with cash. I've been saving my money for years, but they don't think about those big purchases. And even if you are really good with your cash and you don't have any credit cards, which I commend people, you know, for not having those still, when you want to make that big purchase, if you don't have 250 to $350,000 to buy that new house or whatever it is, that's when it starts to become important to have built some credit history. Exactly. And parents, you can start this off. I know my very first credit card had a um, max balance of $200 on it. When I first, um, I think I was a senior going off to college, my dad just wanted to make sure that I had enough money for gas if I ever had to come home. And so we don't have to start off with these big things to help our children build their credit. Or if you're newly starting out on your own and you want to build your credit, don't open up all the credit cards. Don't um, go after those deals that you see at maybe sporting events or holiday shopping when we have um, open up a card and save 5%. Don't do that kind of stuff, but we can responsibly kind of think about about, um, how can we open up a line of credit so that I can prove to these bureaus that I'm a responsible citizen, that I pay my balances on time, and that I can manage having a lot of credit available to me while also not spending it all at the same time. And so um, I think it was really, it's really great that March is, you know, credit awareness, and we get to focus a little bit on this topic that you and I don't talk about on a regular basis, but it really does impact our finances because having lower interest rates is going to be so much more helpful and saving money in the long run and making those big purchases just a little bit more affordable so it's not just something that when you go to the car dealership and they say oh you know i could have given you this super great rate but your credit score is just not where we want it to be that's not real that's not a fib it's a real thing they really do look at those scores yeah, exactly. And who knows how much some of these people fib to us, right? Especially car dealerships. No offense to anybody out there that works for one, but um, <laughs> we we don't know what they're seeing. We don't know what they're what they're telling us, right? They they won't show us that. Um, but if you can walk in there knowing you have great credit, you know for a fact that that's not going to be a conversation that you're going to have to have, right? And mm -hmm. I know for myself personally, I have really good credit for years of you know working to get good credit, and. 
Um, I won't even let people pull my report sometimes if they say, yeah, you know, especially for the car example, they'll yeah. ask, um, you know, your rate will depend on your credit score. And I'm like, great. Let's say I have a perfect credit score, which I don't, but I have a good one. Um, what would your rate be for that then? And they would be like, well, we'd really have to pull it and see. And I'm like, nope. Like, can you just tell me what the rate is for a great per- credit score? And so yeah. you have a little bit more confidence walking into situations if you know what your credit score is and you know, what's a good one. And you've done your work, um, to make sure that you get those good rates. But this article, I think, well, not an article actually it's a class that i took um through the state of minnesota and it's a counseling class a credit counseling class um that people that go through bankruptcy actually have to take and so i spent hours on a saturday morning one day digging into this course for people that filing bankruptcy they have to take this course to kind of get everything you know taken off their record and approved and it's kind of your checkbox item and there's a section on it to improve your credit score and so this is from the state of minnesota um also put on by bankruptcy lawyers that have you take this class as well. And so this is not information that Kelly and I are making up, but um, these are just some, a few simple things that you can do um, to help you uh, build your credit if you're working on that. Um, and some things to just kind of keep in mind. All right. Well, let's look at step one on your list. All right. So the first thing to do to improve your credit is to pay your bills on time. And so Kelly, this might seem like an obvious, but as you start to build a history of paying your bills on time, your credit history will improve. And so payments that are 30 plus days late can actually negatively affect your credit score. So we really want to make sure that we're either paying our bills on time or shortly after after they're due and make sure you're constantly in communication with with these companies. If you are going to be a little bit late, let them know that you're going to be a little bit late this one time or whatever the circumstances. And sometimes um, then it's less of a ding because they're expecting a payment on a certain date and then you pay them and then all is well. Yeah. You know, for me, that's one thing that I, I think it's stressful to, to pay bills every month. So I'm the person that does utilize a service that I, I just know the total amount that I have to have in that bill paying account by the first or the 31st of the month, let's say I put all the money in there for that month that I have to have to pay those bills. And those bills are already set up to come out automatically. So I do go every month and I check my list to make sure that they came out, but I have it set up automatically. So for the most part, if the first rolls around, I go, oh my gosh, it's the first, I forgot. I don't, I'm not, you know, or the 10th or whatever. You get usually get a, a 10 day leeway on some of those things. I don't have to worry about it because it's already set up and they know it and they know when they're going to pull it. Exactly, Kelly. And this is something that, um, I, I often preach to clients if they can afford it because I remember the days and I'm sure Kelly, you've had these days in your past as well, where I couldn't put things on auto payment because I was not sure if that money was going to be in there. And it was more stressful being on auto payment. I'd rather just figure out all my pennies, figure out where they are and where they belong and where I need to put them. Um, Mm. But once you can get to that point where you have a tiny bit of a cushion and we are talking a tiny bit of a cushion, Kelly, right? Just so that you know that you can put it on auto payment and you're never going to be late. There's a lot of satisfaction to that. And so that might be your goal. I know Kelly and I talk about, you know, budgeting and paying off debt and all these big things, but maybe your goal is just to save a little bit of money, have a little bit of cushion in your checking account so that you can put things on auto payment and stress a little bit less each month about paying your bills on time. Yeah. It's really nice to not have to sit there for hours and, and look at all that stuff and look at all that stuff. And just to know I'm working, I've got other things I got to do. I don't want to focus on debt. I want to focus on life. And that's the way I do it. Exactly. Putting things on autopilot is a really big, um, it's a, it's a really great way to make a big impact in your life. And don't get the mess. Don't miss the message here. Kelly and I still look at making sure our bills are being paid. We still make sure that the amount is correct, but 
when life happens and things get crazy, you don't have to worry about, oh, shoot, did I forget to pay my mortgage? Right. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to step two. All right. So we're going to pay down that debt because as we know, the higher amount of debt that you have, the worse your credit score will be and the less willing that creditors are going to be able or they're going to be willing to give you money because they figure you have a whole chunk of debt already. Why would I want to give you even more because you're not paying down what you have? And there's a little bit of a catch 22 in this one because creditors or to have a better credit score, it's um, credit you debt utilization. And so it's a matter of using your your credit that's available to you while not using too much of it that's available to you. So you want to make sure, especially if you're in a comfortable place, still using that credit card every once in a while, paying, um, but making sure that you pay for it in full every single month. Um, because also, Kelly, when we don't pay down that debt, and if we do have to look at bankruptcy down the road, that actually stays in our credit report for seven to 10 years, which can have a huge negative impact on your score. And so trying to avoid that bankruptcy situation, if you're already there, we're not shaming you. Do not stress about this piece. Moving forward, fresh start. Let's start from yeah. the beginning as well. That's right. It'll, it'll, if you're already in that position, if fresh start, sometimes the only way to really make it happen, it's like, okay, I'm going to have to restart. And then then maybe you'll be in these classes that Kelly's actually getting some of this information from. Exactly. And some sometimes, Kelly, we file bankruptcy because, um, you know, the medical bill crisis that's happening in our country that has been happening for our country. And so there are things we lose a spouse and we have one income now for a family and we have to feed our children. There are instances that happen that um, you shouldn't feel guilty about for having to file bankruptcy, having to have that have that fresh start. But it's a matter of when you do have that fresh start, or even if you're waking up today and this is your fresh start without filing bankruptcy, what can I do to organize the income that I have and the bills that I have going out? And how can mm-hmm. I make things on autopilot? And how can I not accrue so much debt and just start tackling one thing at a time? Good idea. All, All right, right. Three. Number three is be proactive. And we talked about a little bit of this earlier, but if you accidentally miss a payment, Kelly, or you make a late payment, call and ask your creditor, the credit company that um, you're reporting to, to not report it to the credit bureau. And so this isn't a guaranteed, but this is just something that if there is a possibility that they won't report it because this was a one-time thing, um, they might actually agree to it. And especially if it is a one-time request and it's not you calling every single month and it won't necessarily ding your credit. And so being in constant contact with the companies that you're paying your bills to, or if there is a mispayment, talking to your credit, the credit companies, um, the bureaus out there, just to make sure that you're in constant communication with them and you're letting them know what's going on. And this is a one-time life situation and maybe it won't actually affect your credit score. Okay. Good point. All right. I think we're on number four, step four. Yes. So keep your debts under control. And we talked a little bit about this, the debt utilization, but your credit score will improve if you charge 30% or less of your limit each month. So the more you're, the more that you charge over that 30%, the more your credit score is going to deteriorate. And so you want to use about 30% of whatever available credit that you have. And that's with all of your credit cards combined, right? And so mm-hmm. add up all of the the total amount that you can charge on all of your credit cards and 30% of that, that should be the about the amount that you use up every single month. If you want to have a good um, credit, if you want to be, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Increase your credit score over time. Of course, if you're in the point of you're paying off debt and credit cards are dangerous to you, don't worry about that 30% rule. We're not going to even look at that. We're just going to worry about not adding debt and not especially adding credit card debt to our life. But if you can manage it a little bit and you want to kind of, you know, toggle increasing your score, um, look at that 30% utilization. Yeah. I don't know when I signed up for like creditkarma.com, but I signed up for that and I will always get these little things like, hey, you're doing great. Your credit looks awesome. Do you want to take a peek? And then they will give suggestions on, 
Uh, you know, if you wanted to get it even better, these are some options that you could use or they'll give you tips and stuff. I don't know if you use any service like that, but it's kind of nice to see when it starts, you know, it starts going in the right direction. Then you feel better and better about it all the time going, now oh, this is awesome. My life is so good right now. These things are happening and I'm making it happen. I'm doing it. It gives you confidence. Absolutely, Kelly. And those are the types of things, just like when we're paying down debt, when we're making positive progress in our life, it becomes a little bit more fun. And so paying off your debt and looking at your debt balances is less nauseating as it used to be. And same with looking at our credit score. If it's going up and we're making progress, it's a little bit more fun. And so you do get to pull your credit report. Um, I believe it's once per year for free with each of the bureaus and you won't be charged. There is no penalties to your score for that. And so definitely make sure, and this is going to feed into the next tip here, Kelly, but make sure you're pulling that report and you're just looking at what is on my credit report and what is my score and do all of the bureaus agree that I have the same amount of um, credit applications out are my mortgages with the same companies, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, because keeping an eye on your credit score is really, or your credit report, which is different than your score. Your score is the number that, you know, you're rated on your report is all the information that is included to give you that rate on that score. Sorry. Um, but taking a look at it and making sure that you're on the right track. And as it tends to increase, you'll be more and more excited to open up that credit report every year. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. We've down to about two minutes, so I hate to push it. We always end up talking. So where are we at? All right. So the fifth one is don't be hurt by the credit bureaus. And we we're just talking about this. Sometimes your credit reports, remember that big report will contain incorrect information. So maybe you paid off a loan that is still saying that you owe money to, or it says you have a car loan in default and you've actually never even bought that car before. Maybe it has your social security number wrong, whatever it is, make sure you're looking at these reports on a regular basis and make sure everything that on that's on it is correct. And if not, go ahead and file a report to um, get that information corrected because either somebody is using your credit to buy things or it's just a miss. Um, it's an error on their end and then it could actually affect your score negatively or positively. So you just want to make sure all the information on your report is actually correct. Okay. You got one more step. Yeah. So after you've begun to use your credit more effectively, just wait. Time is on your side with this one. Just like a lot of things with money, most credit history is erased after seven years. Um, like we said, your bankruptcy will be erased after 10, but make sure that you are just not doing anything too crazy. We're not buying a home mortgage every year. We're not buying a new car every six months. Mm -hmm. We're not opening up credit cards every weekend. Just wait, pay your bills, use 30% of the total limit that you have and just make your payments on time. I want to ask you one question before you go. I have cards that I just don't use. I don't I don't really need them, but I have them. I don't know if it comes from a fear of well, tomorrow and not knowing, but I definitely have more than I need. I mean, maybe if I had five, that'd be one thing, but I have way more than I need and I don't use them. So is it a good thing to close them all down or just to keep them and you not use them? So what I would do, Kelly, is I would first think about, do you need your credit in the in the near future for any reason? Are you buying a new home, a new car, all that sort of stuff? And if not, if the answer is yes, then I wouldn't touch anything. Don't mess with it. Whatever you have right now, just leave it alone. Because once you close it, you will have a little bit of a ding to your report um, or your credit score. It's not going to be a lot, but it'll be a little bit. Um, but what I did is I still closed out some of those cards that I wasn't using because I wasn't using them and I didn't care. And I had good enough credit that I could take yeah. a couple of dings. But you could also look at, let's say, take those credit cards out of the equation. Can you use only 30% of the remaining 
credit that you have available to you. And if the answer is yes or no, that might decide, well, maybe I'll keep one more credit card on. Um, that way I can only, I have that 30% that I'm actually using every single month, or maybe I can get rid of all of them. Cause I'm already, I could use 30% of the available balance after those are taken out of the equation. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It's Kelly Showstrom. You learn more at kellyshowstrom.com. It's K-E-L-L-Y. S-J-O-S-T-R-O-M.com. <laughs>